Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. If you take nothing else away from this, please hear me. Respect your audience. They're smarter than you. They've had more life experience than you. Their struggles are different and sometimes more painful than yours. And there is no way you should ever condescend to your audience. Now your guides through the media morphosis. Noted communications second generation broadcaster and media strategist, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Welcome to Brandwith On Demand, the only podcast dedicated to reimagining radio in episodes of about 15 minutes. Whether we know it or not, every radio station, every host, every manager has a brand. And we all have access to bandwidth. Our mission, discover how the best and brightest are getting it done and give you ideas on how you can too. Sherry Lynch is an award-winning broadcaster who fully expects to panic and be eaten first in the coming zombie apocalypse. She's a Philly native who weighs in a remote corner of northwestern Wyoming, And you'd think she'd have a little more game when it came to the undead, but especially since she's carved out a unique career in the radio business, co-hosting the syndicated Bob and Sherry Show, which is heard in 40-plus markets in the U.S. and around the world on the Armed Forces Radio Network. Plus, they're leading examples of how smart online strategy can help you win on air and off air. Sherry also happens to be the author of two best-selling books, has a master's degree in social work, which she puts to good use all day long, both in the studio and at home, where she and husband Kevin lay claim to eight or nine kids, a small herd of dogs, and an entire battalion of kitty cats. From the award-winning Bob and Sherry show, Brain With On Demand is proud to welcome the only Sherry Lynch. Thank you. Glad to be here. From the undead to waking people up in a morning show, when did you first know, Sherry, that you were going to be in radio and doing this for a living? Was it a decision or more of a calling for you? Honestly, like the world's greatest blind date. I, I grew up without much mass media. I really didn't have access to television or radio or even a phone in my house till I was almost 14. So I didn't... I didn't have the typical experience that other kids did being exposed to a lot of media. And so my first exposure to radio really was as a teenager listening to morning zoo stuff in Philadelphia, WMMR, WYSP. And so that was really my first exposure to radio. But I didn't hear anything on the radio that signaled to me that here was a place where I could potentially have a career. I mean, most of the voices I heard were male. So I really didn't think of radio as a place I would end up. Even though I majored in radio, TV, and film at Temple in Philly, Mm -hmm. I really expected to be more of a documentary filmmaker, anthropologist person. So I was working in television, and I was asked to do some stuff, to write and produce some stuff for a radio station the company owned that was struggling. And so I, yeah, sure, I went and did it. And it was fun. Met some really interesting, cool people. I'd never really been around radio professionals until that project. And they invited me out to lunch, and I assumed it was to thank me for working so hard. Mm. I now know as a radio professional myself that that's not how it goes in radio, that we don't take people out to lunch. <laughs> Lamb to the slaughter, didn't know it then. So um, we ordered lunch, and they basically offered me the morning show. And I, I was very polite, and I 
I thanked them and declined it, told them I was on my way to Duke to get my doctorate. And like all good radio people, they were gobsmacked because who wouldn't want to work in radio if they had the chance? And so they said, no, no, seriously, this is an unbelievable opportunity. And I said, yeah, I don't really want to change my name to Sandy Beach and like do the traffic and stuff if it's okay with you guys. I pulled myself out of the gutter, grew up on welfare and put myself through college and it wasn't to giggle and use a silly name. And so they said, no, 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 that's not what we want. We want you to do whatever you want and be yourself. And so it took some persuading, I'll be honest. And I had no clue what I was doing. Like you couldn't be more clueless. And I'd never even been in a school play. So I'd never (laughs) done any kind of performance work. And so I said, okay, what the heck, I'll give it a try. And that was in 1992, and here we are today. So, What were some of the biggest surprises that you encountered in the transition between that really successful local show to doing a national show? Well, it was interesting because, and I think this is the secret of, of our success in syndication, we know our audience, and while the geography changes and the regional dialects change, the way people make a living changes. You know, we have people who work as potato farmers on the U.S.-Canadian border up in Maine. We have winemakers in Northern California. We have cowboys in Western Florida and Texas, right? So the way people make a living alters place to place and their climate changes. But people are people. And we all have these collective shared cultural experiences. You know, we all kind of engage the same TV shows and music and current events. And so for me, the jump to syndication was just a chance to expand the audience that we were entertaining. What I learned very quickly was that in radio, there's a mindset of, and and I don't want to make it seem like I'm criticizing it, but there's this super localized mindset. It's great on the one hand because it's the power of the medium to engage local communities where we live. But on the other hand, it's kind of reductive where the audience is concerned. You know, people watch Modern Family, right? Mm -hmm. People watch Modern Family all over the country, even though it's set in Southern California and shot there. Nobody says, well, I ain't watching Modern Family because it ain't taking place in Topeka. Mm -hmm. But in radio, we have this really weird provincial sensibility And I think we do our audiences a disservice when we reduce them that way. So one of the first things I learned about syndication was that I was doing two things. I was doing the show that I was doing for the audience, but I was also helping my affiliate partners see that syndication can be an incredibly valuable and powerful tool in their local broadcasting toolkit. Uh There's a way for the two things to work together. And I was naive and didn't understand that in the beginning. I see that much more clearly now. And now I come at that. Like that's my first step with an affiliate partner, not my last step. And that was a big learning curve for me. So you're serving a bunch of markets, but you're also doing a number of different formats. How does that work? Well, it's interesting because we're in multiple formats and now even multiple day parts. So there's an I, you know, we all have an idea of what morning drive is and, and where you're meeting people, you know, they're rolling over and listening in the shower and the car while they're eating their kids breakfast. But when you're in multiple day parts and with digital on demand with podcasting, I no longer can be sure of where and when and how people are listening to the show. So the the first thing to answer your format question 
We're in multiple formats, but there are places you won't find us. You know, you won't find us in sports or news talk. Mm-hmm. Um, you won't find us in really super duper soft AC music intensive formats. So I like to think of it as like the the village of Bob and Sherry. Those are our people. And if if I have one sort of gift, it's an instinct for who the listener is. So I use a mix of material and I respect my listener. And this is something that as a broadcaster just starting out, if you if you take nothing else away from this, please hear me. Respect your audience. They're smarter than you. They've had more life experience than you. Their struggles are different and sometimes more painful than yours. And there is no way you should ever condescend to your audience. And I assume that my audience is taking in the same kind of broad swath of media that I am. So even though like my preferred music is kind of alt rock, I listen to a lot of country just because it's good. I listen Mm. to a lot of dance and pop just because it's good. So it's not a stretch for me to when it's relevant to bring the country music world into our conversation or to go out beyond that into hip hop, because I know that the audience is living that same way. And with the explosion of smartphones and the newsfeed and all of our uh, palms of our hands, the idea that you could somehow exist in a world where you listen to like classic rock, but don't know who Beyonce is. I'm not sure that's really true anymore. And so we just respect the hell out of our audience, their intelligence, and how cool and hip they are to what's going on in the world. And that's who we do the show for. That's great advice, Sherry. I'm a naturalized radio citizen. <laughs> I came in and I just questioned everything. It was, it was a lucky, blessed kind of ignorance. I had a million questions. Well, why do you do it that way? But why? And the answer, because that's how we've always done it, was never satisfying to me. And again, because I give all the respect to the listener, I take listener feedback really seriously. If one person says it, it gets your attention, two, it gets your head nodding. But when you're hearing it repetitively from your customers, it's time to consider adopting some of these suggestions and strategies. And so it's really important in radio to be someone who pushes back and questions. Here, here. And I would say to all radio personalities right now, the business is changing. You should be thinking of yourself as a self-employed freelance agent, not as an employee. Um, Even when you are an employee, you should be owning your digital rights. You should pay very close attention to the contracts you sign. You should be very, very thoughtful about how you use and don't use your social media. And be very, very clear about who owns which and what. Because there aren't very many industries where basically on a whim, you can be sidelined and silenced the way you still can in radio. And shame on you if you're an adult and you have just been signing stuff without reading it and being very casual and expecting that, oh, well, everything will turn out okay in the end. Typically, yeah, it mostly does. But when it doesn't and it happens to you and you end up making smoothies at Smoothie King, you're not a happy camper. You've got to be responsible for your career. You've got to think like a business person and not like a radio person. She's amazing and delightful. She's Sherry Lynch of the Bob and Sherry Show. Is there somebody you'd like to hear from? Well, we'd love to hear from you. Just email us, show at brandwithondemand.com. Then your suggested guests can join some of our previous ones like Minneapolis Morning Star, Dave Ryan, afternoon host, Karen D'Alessandro from KTI Country in Milwaukee. 
Top 10 Market PD, Tony Lorino from Star 941 in Atlanta and so many others that are on brand with On Demand. And thanks for spreading the word about the podcast, now over 6,000 strong. Our goal is to help you master making great radio brands, then smart use of the bandwidth options you got with knowledge that will help keep your career moving forward. And if you're new, welcome. We are so glad to have you. Please remember, subscribe and leave a comment and a rating in the iTunes Store, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And there's still time to get that free chapter of ClickSand, guiding you to avoid online marketing mistakes by radio guy turned Inc. 500 CEO Bill Troy. Just text ClickSand to 44222. That's one word, C-L-I-C-K-S-A-N-D, to 44222. Coming up, Sherry shares things she knows now she really wishes she'd known way back when. Graduate On Demand. Rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. The North Carolina Radio Station of the Year, I'm Susan King. I'm Michael Hart in the News Talk. The local news for Phoenix, I'm Debbie Young. I'm Ed Heistick. One key difference between traditional radio and other options is local information. Virtual News Center can help. From the Wolf Room Radio News Center, I'm Peter Colleen. In any language, money talks. I'm Jen Austin. When your news budget breaks, Virtual News Center can fix it. Click their ad at brandwidthondemand.com. The stuff we know now, we wish we'd known then. Brand with On Demand. We are with Sherry Lynch. She is amazing, and she's part of the Bob and Sherry Show. Sherry, what are some things you know now that you really wish you could tell your younger self way back then? If I could go back in time, the first thing I would tell my younger self is never, ever, ever, ever doubt your gut. Because the times that I have, I've regretted it. Oh, and the other thing I would tell myself, girl, this amazing thing is about to break. It's called social media. And it is killer because it's going to allow you advertise what you do for free to the very people that you do it for. And you're going to be able to stay top of mind and be all up in their business and drag them into your life. And you're going to be all up in their lives. And it's not going to cost anything. And there are no gatekeepers. When this thing shows up, this social media thing, be all over it. I am still to this day amazed by my peers in radio that are like, oh, I don't really do social media. It's all part of the game. I don't get what's hard about that. Why wouldn't you be all over that? An audience that knows you and loves you and sees that you're human and vulnerable Mm -hmm. will forgive you all sorts of goofy ass mistakes. Mm -hmm. What better way to accelerate that process than through social media? Like, I don't even understand radio people that, that don't use it. Our thanks to the amazing Sherry Lynch. Lots of examples of Bob and Sherry in action on the air and online, plus the extended play of this interview. They're available at brandwithondemand.com. Next time, back upstairs as we hear from Beasley Media Group's VP of Programming, Buzz Knight. That's a wrap, Kipper. Brainstorming can actually lead to problem solving, and we'll give you a secret to better brainstorming in the one-minute marketing this week. You'll find it in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with 
be wide. Reuse or redistribution of brand with on demand without the express written consent of the producers is greatly appreciated. While you're at it, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us in the iTunes Store or wherever you get your podcast. Your feedback helps others discover brand with on demand, not your average quarter hour. Dave Martin and Kipper McGee. Brand with on demand.